Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Goonies World. I am Johnny Farrow, also known as Sean. And with me, as always, is Meanie, also known as Ryan. Hello. And we also, as always, have Goonie himself, also known as Colin. Hello. And we're joined once again by the good Dr. H, also known as Zach. Less of me. And once again, Ryan will be guiding us through another horrific adventure <laughs> of Shadow of the Demon Lord. And hopefully we won't all die. Which which was not a shot at Ryan, mind you. <laughs> that, no, <laughs> just the horrific, yes, the yeah, horrific yeah. nature of the game world. Where I'm told you can shit yourself to death through spells, although that has not happened mm. to us yet. No, no, not not yet. Um, and uh, I, I should probably mention, um, I, I told you uh, you had found an alertness potion uh, at some point. And um, it's it's kind of... Uh, I, I, and I guess you just know what it is, but it's, it's got like a milky white liquid, and uh, upon quaffing it, um, you make uh, perception challenge rolls with one boon for 2d6 hours. So, just FYI. Oh. Well, I would, uh, Tegan would op open up the hatch and quaff that guy down right now, probably. Well, Tegan is... Oh, yeah, we're asleep. Never mind. Yeah, we're still well, asleep in the luxurious pillow room. He will dream about doing that then. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so when we left uh, our fair adventurers off, they had uh, fallen asleep in a uh, a magical chamber that uh, caused them to uh, fall asleep and have strange dreams. Um, but... It doesn't take too long, and of course, your sense of time—you have none, really. Uh, no sense of how how long it takes. But eventually, you are apparently teleported out of there, and you all slowly begin to wake up. Uh, uh, hey, hey, who, whose hand is that? Wait, wait, wait! I'm dirt. Oh, well, hey, whoa! I thought that was a pillow. Sorry about that. Hey. Uh, Belly, you, you, belly you, only, you, guy. Belly only. You're resorting to your old profession again. Well, I thought hey, you, you know, I asked that. I am, I am, but you know, in my sleep, what can I do? I'm sleeping. I'm, you know, I'm, very, I'm very flattered, but you know, not that. I better not see any exchange of money between you two. Don't see any exchange of money or fluids or anything. Believe me. <laughs> and you find yourselves as you uh, awaken in a very cluttered room now it's it's the same cylindrical shape as most of the other rooms that you've been in this bizarre tower but um this one is just jammed full like a hoarder of of ancient furniture has just stacked it in here and uh there's like narrow twisty paths through the furniture but I mean just even just navigating it is going to be almost maze like and um, you see at the center of the room a bronze ladder descending from the ceiling into the uh, furniture pile or 
you know, furniture mess. Um, and, um, I mean, it just comes straight down right in the middle of the chamber. You think you could probably get to it, you know, following these twisty passages eventually. Uh, if you're so inclined. Now that we're awake, uh, Tegan will quaff said alertness potion for seven hours. You said 2d6, right? Correct. So seven hours, he's got some some extra eagle eyes on him. So we'll start here. Um, looking through some of the... We see that one way up and out of the room. Um, I think Tegan like to kind of look around maybe some of the piles of junk or piles of furniture or whatever and, and see if there are just other ways in the walls, different ways to move about the room, to look around, look through the stuff. Um, just mm. seems odd that there would just be a random maze of furniture in the room. Yeah, is it all like, is it the, what, what's the condition of the furniture? Uh, it, like, it is all old and decaying. Yeah. Some kind of junk room. Something. Probably not safe to climb on this stuff. Otherwise, I'd climb up there and just hop over to the ladder. But do I get? I, I probably get the feeling this stuff's too rickety to like climb up and walk around on top of, right? Yeah. In general, you feel like if you attempted to do that, most most of these pieces are in such a state of decay and disrepair that it would just collapse. Are there drawers or things of that, that in the furniture or? Well, make a perception roll with two banes. Roll two banes. Do stay on the table. Plus the balloon, of course, the from your potion. Yep. Okay, so that's a two. I only had two d six out, so this is my boon. So that's a twelve, a ten total. So exactly what you needed, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't come across any drawers. Hmm. Do you see any armoires? I I really am looking for a good deal on them, and I maybe I could find them here. I ain't helping you carry that out of here. <laughs> on, this, on the way out. <laughs> you do find, uh, Tegan, a... in fairly... I mean, relative to the rest of the furniture, in fairly good repair. A... Uh, wardrobe oh. and in the door handle of the wardrobe you see a silver medallion and it's got it's got a it's got like a chain attached to it which is you know kind of looped through the, the door handle of the uh, the wardrobe I call dibs on the wardrobe oh hey you you wanted an armoire this is a wardrobe completely different well Know your furniture, man. <laughs> um, why don't you Why don't you see what's in there? Why don't you step step back for a second? Let me do Let me do something real quick. See what I can pick up. Uh, Tegan would like to sense magic. Uh, a sphere within five yard radius of him, he can sense if there are any ongoing magic effects and what points they originate from, um, and use that around this wardrobe with the weird medallion on the front of it. So I'm imagining it sort of like. Uh like infra infrared like infravision you know um sure vaguely like that and um 
Yes, the wardrobe, I mean, other than the general background glow of magic emanating from everywhere in this place, the wardrobe specifically gl is glowing, mm -hmm. and as is the medallion. Any sort of sense what type of magic that would be? You feel like, and you've sensed this a lot since entering this place, the wardrobe seems to have um, mm. a teleporty vibe mm. about it. Mm. Maybe an elvishy vibe? Oh, well, that's uh, that's everywhere, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, couldn't, uh, no harm could come of taking this medallion, clearly. Uh, so Tegan will reach out and grab it. And That's certainly not, not how you got your mutations, I'm sure. No, but no. Absolutely nothing like this at all. So you grab the medallion and, and chain, and uh, you see that um, the face has been uh, carved to resemble a, a, grinning, a grinning fairy. And uh, do, you, do you put the medallion on? Well, yeah. Why not? I'm, I'm, I'm a medallion kind of guy. I'm, Deegan's a very regal gentleman who would be uh, honored to wear such a medallion. Yeah, set off the belly down below, you know. You yeah, know. yeah. You need, you need it's a little too flashy. It's too flashy for me. Yeah, you're, you're more of a subtle type. Well, I'm just... Uh, With that skull mask. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's really, it's really going to set off the silver hue of my skin, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, so. oh, that's true. Hey, you are bling. You don't need bling. You're walking bling. <laughs> uh, you know what's better than some bling? More bling. So. Yeah. <laughs> More bling. And uh, as soon as you put the medallion on, so you quaffed the alertness potion earlier mm -hmm. and felt immediately more alert. And when you put the medallion on, you feel even more alert. In fact, you feel like you've just had, you know, a quadruple shot of espresso and mm -hmm. uh, a 32-ounce mug of coffee. Meth. You're an alert as <laughs> fuck. That's right. Uh, uh, hey, hey, oh, my gosh, guys. Oh, there's dirt everywhere. Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, he's, uh, he's on the dungeon, oh, man. Dirk, what's on your pants, <laughs> buddy? Oh no! Oh, uh, uh, oh my God! He sees everything. Uh, I'm going to have to use him for my inquisiting. I'm going to open the wardrobe. Uh, yeah, if we can focus open. this manic energy, we could get something here. <laughs> you open the uh, door to the wardrobe, revealing uh, a bunch of old, moldering fur coats. Oh, are they moth-eaten? They don't seem to be moth-eaten. They just seem to be deter deter deteriorating from age. Like the I think we should go in shedding. I think we should go inside and have some tea with Mr. Tumnus. That's what I mm -hmm. think. Uh, I'm in the mood for some Turkish delight. <laughs> Actually, I uh, if it's too bad these are moldering, because I think a fur coat would look great on me, you know. I mean, how moldering? Maybe you could still wear one. There you go, what? defumigation and whatever. I'm very vain. I could never be seen in a, you know, 
That's why I wear this this fine outfit I'm wearing now. With the pointy shoes and whatnot and the skinny oh, pants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. Oh, Good yeah. point. Well, what sort of fur is it? That's the question. This could be beastman fur or something. Yeah, it could be back hair. You never know. <laughs> like, a, like a back hair robe. I can't think of anything worse. But I, I did. Yeah, yeah, you have put that in my mind now. That's, <laughs> that is hard to imagine. Well, well, obviously, I think you ought to go in there and inquis it just exactly what the situation is. Inquisits are fur coats? You think they are still alive? I don't know. I mean, they take an inquisitive nature, you know. Yeah, maybe you should climb in there, you know. Well, I will. Are they hanging on, like, coat hangers or anything? Or uh, Yes. Yeah. I'll take one of those off the rack and examine it. Okay. It, uh, you take it off the, the rack, and uh, even the act of just messing with it causes it to kind of, you know, collapse into pieces. Yeah, yeah. This is ancient. Uh, hope I hope none of us are allergic. Um, I will. Um, I don't want to put this old thing on. No, 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 you don't. No. But uh, move over. Let me take a look in there. See if there's anything behind it. So you're entering the wardrobe then, Tegan? Okay. Sure. He Tegan went in his alert. In his heightened state of alertness, would uh, would yeah at least poke his head in there to see if there's a you know maybe secret compartments or things that we haven't noticed yet. Right behind you, pal. You don't see any. Um, I better I better crawl crawl in to see if you know there might be something hiding in the back there. Do you want us to close the door after you enter? You've been waiting to do that this whole time, haven't you? <laughs> I don't. I don't no. get stuck out here with the Inquisitor. No offense. I know we all made good friends last time. We, you know. I just got... didn't know if he wanted some privacy in there. That's all. I was thinking as a friend. <laughs> well, you're, so you're crawling in. Are you going to let them close the door behind you? Sure. So Tegan crawls into this wardrobe. Who's going to close the door? Goodbye. <laughs> we'll close it. As soon as the door is closed, a glowing blue portal opens at the back of the wardrobe. Uh, hey guys, there's a portal. Another portal in here. Um, if you want. What to, color? Blue. Uh, uh, blue. Yes, blue portal. Okay. All right. Yeah. This is the way out. It's either that or go look for that ladder. And that. Uh, I mean, I could, I could look up the. Well, um, if I push, take, if I push, take the, sorry, days I, and days to find that ladder, we'd be stuck in here. This is the, the most uh, easy way out. Yeah, it's true. A portal brought us in here. Makes yeah, sense I, that a portal would take I us agree. out of here. Right, go through it, and then we'll open the door and follow you. Oh, why don't we Hopefully open the door we, first? <laughs> All right. I, I thought that might make the blue light disappear if I did that. Let me try it out. I open the door. And indeed, opening the door causes the portal to disappear. How, now, how many how many people can fit in the wardrobe at once? Three very friendly people. Let's get it. Come on. <laughs> I would say it, three very, yes. Three very, it would be just a bit of a squeeze, but yes. 
Can we close it from the inside? Yes. Okay. Where well, we go? It's about time we all got to know each other better. <laughs> right so it's, it's nuts to butts in the wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, and I'm at buckle height too, so that's no that's no fun oh, for me. No. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Inquisitor's a very happy man now. <laughs> <laughs> and you pull the door closed behind you, and once again the glowing blue portal appears at the back of the wardrobe. Let's go into the light. Yeah. At the same time, on three. Hands. On, on three. Wait, on no, three it's or one, two, three, go. One, two, three, go. That's where one, you're going. Let's hold it. That'll be the default position from now on. Okay. Hold hands. Yeah, yeah, that seems sure. appropriate. All right. In case we get separated. Sure. All right. So, holding hands, you begin going through the portal. And you are teleported to a cold, snowy forest. Uh, oh my. No. Oh no. And uh. a strange looking creature with like the torso of a man. No, You're so full of shit. I knew <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Somebody said Narnia. I had to. I believe I had right, to right, right, right. Yeah. I was listening. I had to see. I thought, well, there. maybe they're going to make some like Narnia jokes here. Right, right. Like, like we pop out and there's Narnia demons shitting on us everywhere right. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. not put that past past yeah. uh, Rob. Um, but no, in fact, that that was all bullshit. And uh, instead, uh, you find yourselves in another of these cylindrical chambers and this one is filled with bright light emanating from the center of the room and uh, it's almost like a planetarium in here and you can see images of stars and planets that seem to almost move across the ceiling and the walls and uh, there's a, a sort of strange looking tripod in the center of the room and seated in it is this glowing orb which is apparently the source of the uh, the light and also the sort of source of the planetarium effect mm. I've never seen so many stars this is amazing my god it's full of stars um Hey, listen here. Uh, I don't know. This is, this is strange yeah. stuff. Oh, and yeah. one one thing I should also mention, because you did leave the wardrobe door closed when you left. Um, and because that door is closed, there is a uh, another blue portal on the wall of this room. All right. Uh, Derek, why don't you go? Uh, why don't you go touch that light? See what happens. No, which light? The portal light or the light with the... No, the the, the, the light on the tripod. Yeah, the planet shooting light here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll go take a nice close look at it. And, uh... Yes, we look before we touch. We don't just go groping things automatically. You could, well, you could, you could lick it. Well, you do. Yeah, I could lick it. Don't, I could go straight, don't go straight to licking. Have you guys... 
not learned anything. <laughs> yeah, we, well, we I just go up and ask observe. it. Yeah. Go we up and ask it how many nipples it's got or whatever. All right, uh, I've been observing you. Okay, well, yeah, I'm gonna go up and uh, I'm gonna lay my hand on it. Um, <clears throat> so you approach the orb, and it almost looks like there's a magical flame that's the source of the light burning in the orb but you lay your hand on it and it is cool to the touch um if it is a magical fire it's not a hot magical fire you are the chosen one is it within is it the actual fire itself or is that encased inside something yeah it's encased inside the orb so the orb could be taken potentially yeah, it looks rather lucrative to me. Yeah, uh, it looks like of of, of great uh, research for me. So, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're gonna research yourself into another tentacle, my friend. But uh, let's, uh, yeah, I mean, let's just give it a nice little lift. Let me see if I can get uh, two hands under there. Let me uh, see what I can do here. Couldn't hurt. I mean, I don't see what could what bad could happen. <laughs> so, you. Put both hands on the orb and lift it out of the tripod, and the light goes out. Oh! In your eyes. And when it does, another portal appears opposite the one that was already here when you arrived. What color is that one? It is also blue. Okay. What has? So if you put the orb back on the tripod does it light back up and the portal disappear i don't know let's find out so you place the orb back on the tripod and indeed the uh, light once again the fire ignites within it uh, explaining this planetarium on the wall and ceilings and the portal that opened uh closes disappears is there any sort of uh uh, like, while we got the planetarium up, take a quick look at it, um, especially with my heightened sense of awareness. Is there any sort of, does it look like the normal stars? Do they kind of like modified or changed? Or is there anything special or unique about that? Go ahead and make that perception roll. With all the boons and everything. <laughs> Okay, so that is a 14 before Banes. It's still two Banes. No, this was Baneless. Okay, no, it was just 14 then. Well, that is a success. And so it something seems off about it to you. Um, it's almost as if perhaps these, this was the position of the stars and planets in ancient times or something like oh, that? This is uh, clearly a, a procession of the equinoxes, is what, as, as mm-hmm. I call it. My training has taught me that. So we can so that would, uh, that would probably what age this, it was. Yeah, this place was pretty old then, huh? It certainly seems that way, yeah. Is the tripod movable? The tripod appears to be securely attached to the floor. What we need to do is we put something of equal weight on the tripod while grabbing the orb, 
which will still allow for that portal to. Uh, wait. I think right now, if we take wrong. the orb, yeah, if we take the orb, the portal opens. The the other portal opens. Yes. All right. Well, hey, let's just let's so, just pick up the orb and walk to the second portal. Yes, we don't need any. Yes, it's so easier. I made it harder in my mind, but it's uh, so easy to just take the orb and walk through the portal. What's the floor of this place? It is the same sort of opalescent uh, alabaster substance that uh, is every other room, basically. Would you call it earth or stone? Stone. So how heavy does that tripod look? The tripod itself doesn't look like it's very heavy. It's just affixed? Um, It's just, yes, it's just uh, affixed to to the floor. Uh, well, Tegan uh, would like to use however many castings he needs to of his shape earth and stone spell, uh, which allows him to mold stone into soft clay temporarily um, to mold the where it's affixed to the floor into soft clay so that we can pull the tripod off and take it with us. Okay, you can do that, and you the tripod indeed is not very heavy at that point. Great. Although, I should mention that lifting the tripod off of the f- ground, off the floor, does not extinguish the uh, light. So as long as the light is on the tripod, it's still lit up? Correct, yeah, as long as the orb is there, it uh, remains lit. We could open up a planetarium, you know. Yeah. Like uh, city. The revenue stream. Planetarium of the ancient world, you know. Well, that also means that we can continue to make it light up so I can further research what's going on here whenever, when we get out, so. Or, or, or this would be great lighting for, like, a club or a tavern, you know. <laughs> we, can, we can do both those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, so we, which which one we going through? The the new like one the, or the I old I like the one? second one. I like the, I like the new one because yeah. it seems associated door, with this thing. Door number yes. two. I like it. I agree. So is somebody going to remove the orb from the tripod? Yes, I will be the orb bearer. All right, and Tegan's got the tripod, I believe. Mm -hmm. With the plan to uh, open a nightclub. Tegan's already called. Slash planetarium. Tegan is already already known as the tripod. <laughs> okay, so uh, Dirk uh, grabs the orb and, of course, and lifts it out of the tripod, and of course, the light goes off, out, and the second portal appears. And as you approach the second portal, you note that it's not actually, possibly, maybe not a portal. <clears throat> because behind it, there's a staircase going oh, up. We have been bamboozled. Oh, we have found the secret stairs. Yeah, but secret stairs, that's good. Secret stairs, that's always good. That's right. Not, nothing bad ever happens uh, after you go up a set of secret stairs. Well, Just at go least on you record. Know, say that now. At least you know where you're going. You're going up. You walk through right. a portal. It could be anywhere. There's clearly something of monetary value or power up there. That's the only reason you hide it behind a st- secret staircase. So, yeah, or deep, deep shame. 
possibly shamed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I see we go. And uh, and uh, Inquisitor, after you. All right. Which which uh, direction do the stairs go? Up. They go up. Nice. All right. I will go. So the Inquisitor Randolphus uh, begins going up the stairs. Are you going cautiously? Yeah. Very well. Along with us right behind him, I assume. <laughs> Probably Dirk, then Tegan in the back. Yeah. So you guys climb the stairs and once again find yourselves in one of these cylindrical rooms. And of course, you know, there's uh, the stairs down, but you don't see any other way, any other obvious way out, I should say. And much like the previous room, in the center of the room is a uh, bronze cradle with five legs. It's, it's not a tripod this time. It's got five legs. And seated within it, or upon it, is a sphere apparently made of crystals. Very similar. Well, I mean, it's not very similar. It's just it's just by virtue of the fact that it's a sphere sitting in a thing. Right. Anyway. Um, but rather than a magical fiery light, this sphere is, first of all, it's much larger. It's like, um, uh, you know, three times the size of the, uh, the glowy orb. And within this one, you can see wisps of blue smoke swirling around inside it. And uh, opposite this uh, bronze cradle and sphere you know, behind it from your perspective there are five statues of well armored elf warriors standing, standing against the wall <clears throat> gross are they nude? No, they, well, under the armor, they probably are. Maybe. You don't better know. make sure. You better make yeah. sure. Better inquisit. Go get it. <laughs> I just want to make sure there's nothing lewd going on. You know them elves. Yes. Perfect. Yeah, very Solid. frolicsome. Very frolicsome. Well, um, I, am, I am mesmerized by this sphere. I just, uh, I'm going to... I just can't seem to take my eyes off of it. And I kind of walk, keep walking closer to it and just trying to see if it's just mist that's in it or if there's anything else within the mist that's in it or. I think this is the source for all the portals. This blue energy, that is my theory. And I think we must destroy this orb. I'm actually in the same mind of the Inquisitor right now. That was my plan as well. Shatter it upon the ground, and we will be rid of this evil tower forever. Let me take a look at it first. We'll just be trapped here forever. So you... Tegan approaches the sphere. I haven't heard anybody say they touched it yet. Uh, But as you approach the sphere and look into... At look into it, um, 
you get the distinct sense that uh, it's a very bad thing. This is evil. Evil thing. Oh, yes. This is the heart of this evil tower. What you've been looking for. I can can hear it beating, thumping. So what do we must I should mention also, Tegan, as you've approached closely to this thing, that the uh, you notice that the bronze cradle upon which this object is sitting. First of all, you notice that it's like fused to the floor. You don't even know that you would be able to get it out with magic. Um, but you notice that there is a, some kind of magical inscription upon it. Okay. I would love... Oh, there's a... Let me look. Hold on. I got to read real quick, guys. Hold on. Hold on. All right. Take a look at it. Let's see. This appears to be a travel spell, which if you were to uh, read this incantation aloud uh, and cast it, you might be, I mean, you assume you would be teleported somewhere. This is maybe the final way out of the tower. But we destroy this uh, giant sphere. We will uh, read this uh, incantation and we'll be out of here. And uh, we will have rid this town of Carbuncle of evil. Maybe all the babies... I've got it all figured out. Maybe all the babies born from now on won't be touched, you know. Oh, yes. What happens if we rock this cradle? Speaking of... It is unrockable as it is fused to the floor. Ah. Well... What, uh... Let's look at the elf statues real quick first before we smash the orb. Anything... Are they... You said they're well armored. Are they armed as well? Do they have like stone weapons and stuff? What are the what are they made of? What kind of positions are they in? Um, they seem to be carved out of the same type of stone as everything else. Um, but yes, they, they are armed with uh, bows and, and swords. Um, Do you have any of that uh, molding magic left. I, I have three more castings of that molding magic, yes. You could just mold over their weapons in case these statues come alive since they will have, they, they would be harmless. That's true. I would assume their weapons are size one or smaller. Yeah, sure. So I would uh, just, for the sake of being extra cautious, maybe take those and turn them into clay and then pull them off the oh. statue and then I don't know yes. effectively yes. remove them maybe okay. do we have any um, rope at all does anyone have rope no nope not in this game I don't yeah 
Well, it's going to uh, put a little, like a trip rope so that when they come alive, they just all trip. I, I do have another more powerful uh, earth magic that I might be able to trap at least some of them into a cube of stone. And I like how you said when they come alive, not if. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I could drop uh, mold earth or stone, my, my second level. Mold earth them together in one giant elf. That's freak. true. That gives me, I can, a cube of earth or stone four yards on a side. So four yards by four yards by four yards. So 12. Cubic 12 yards. feet. Yeah. Um, 12 cubic feet. Yeah. When they come alive, there will be a gelatinous elf cube. <laughs> that takes a minute, and at the end of that minute, I can reshape the earth and stone in that area as if it was clay. So, I don't know. I don't. I don't want. I don't like these elf statues anyway. Elves. Nobody likes elves. So might as well just take these things out, regardless. Uh, so, like. Yeah, I'll go ahead and drop on aesthetic that. grounds, if nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, I'll maybe change them into dwarves. Maybe make them one magnificently beautiful dwarf belly. Yeah, well, it's starting to get a little self-aggrandizing there, pal. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I've been hanging around you too long, I think. So you mold these majestic. Well, you probably don't think they're majestic. But... Oh, no, no, not at all. Gross. Obscene. <laughs> These elf statues and in, in, uh, magic them into clay and then mold the clay into a giant dwarf belly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Of my likeness, you know, just a big, magnificent Tegan belly. I mean, I'm not, I'm no artist, mind you, so uh, probably just looks like a, a rock, a big, a boulder, <laughs> a boulder if you right. will. But, you know, maybe put a little navel right in the middle yeah. of it. Just, yeah. <laughs> just get the belly button. Yeah, it's just, clear. just carve T-G-U-N-N into it. So it's just on my... Uh, this These ancient works of art that we have come now destroy that forever will now just be graffitied with my name on them. Very lovely. Lovely, lovely work. Indeed. Uh, okay, well... Uh, Assuming those things were going to come to life and kill us, we may have mitigated that risk. So, uh, Randolphus, uh, I think it's time you take care of that orb. Yes. Now down to business. Now I will approach it. And I will kind of just hover my hands over it just to see if I can feel anything, any energy. Feel the power. Yes. So you uh, hover your hands over it, and you don't feel anything physically, but you do begin to feel a bit of existential dread, as though this thing were corrupt beyond any possible redemption. Yes, yes. This thing is immensely evil. So, now, do it, does it look like it is just resting on the cradle, or, it, or is it actually fused to the cradle? It appears to just be resting uh, on the cradle, and looks as though it could be lifted, but it does look as though it's probably quite heavy. Yeah, and I've already got one orb here. Yeah, well, 
I'm gonna start off by throwing like a uh, I don't know what if I have any uh, well I'm sure I have some sort of cloak well I have a robe so I'll, I'll momentarily take off my uh, inquisitor robe and um, which I have nothing under no <laughs> <laughs> you said that was lewd land the office <laughs> no uh, yeah he's got some something on long underwear <laughs> and he's gonna it's like some puritanical yeah, long underwear with like 15 layers you know Mormon magic yeah, underwear yeah and he's gonna throw that over the orb to see what happens so uh, the Randolphus throws his robe over the orb and aside from sort of you know you not being able to see it anymore you doesn't seem that anything happens okay well at least we won't have to look at it <laughs> and uh because <laughs> uh I say we need to hit this something blunt do we have any sort of uh, I could uh I could throw I could throw some magic stone at it well, as you know, as a geologist, it would have to be something harder than this uh, material to uh, shatter it. Some, look, I what does this, this look I got like? This uh, immense broadsword here, you know. Maybe I could take a swipe at it. Things taller than I am, technically. So uh, maybe I could just take a great big swing, see if we can shatter it. You will chip your sword, I'm oh, sure. Oh, of it. Oh. Hold on, everybody stand back. Everybody stand back, let me try something. All right, all right. Stand back here, let the man work. You're so, going to sit on the orb like an egg and hatch a demon. <laughs> I'm going to run at <laughs> I'm going to run at it with my magnificent belly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get a nice belly push. Oh, like like a pissed that, off uh, umpire. The energy <laughs> from this clash will destroy us all. The belly yeah. The masses. It, oh no! It may end up there, but not there yet. So I will uh, take a step back, and I will I will get on the opposite side of the room from them, uh, and I will cast stone blades on it. I will use a point of strain to stone bamf blade. it up a little bit, and I will fling shards of stone at it in a three-yard-long cone. So I'll get about eight feet away or so and do that at it. Um, do you want to you want to very quickly remove your uh, robe from it, Randolphus, so oh, that your robe doesn't get fucked up? Yes, I'll uh, do it at the last second. All right. So I don't know what it takes to hit a uh, inanimate object, but that is it's a automatic hit. Fourteen. Okay. And that's coming in at. Eight damage. All right. It, it makes a uh, a when the when the stone hits it, it makes a sort of a ringing noise, but uh, does not shatter. 
Hmm. No, does it chip or anything? It does appear as though it's taking damage. I think that got okay. muted somehow. Yep. Uh, on the other side of the room, I failed my strain roll, so I blow up and within a yard oh. of myself and, yeah, hurt the wall a little bit. But Well, it, uh, it looks like it had some effect. I don't know, not very well, much. But. Well, now I'm going to swing this great big... And, and I don't know why, but I'm pretty sure this sword is green. It's like greenish metal, I, I think. I vaguely remember that. Being yeah, awesome. yeah. And uh, so I'm going to come up and swing it over my head. And I'm going to run at it in slow motion. I mean, I'm running fast, but when the viewer so sees the camera it, shot. it's in slow motion. Right. Yeah. And uh, that's how I'm picturing it in my mind. And uh, I swing and I, as hard as I can, right towards kind of where that, you know, little bit of damage already occurred. And I think it's an automatic hit, so I won't roll. And yeah, just roll full damage. Just roll normal damage. Okay. Yep. And uh, well, I got a six for damage, which is not very much. So that's about fourteen altogether. <clears throat> All right. Well, it appears to. Uh, it does not shatter, but it does uh, appear to begin cracking a bit. Let's hit it again. Um, you step back. Me take a, make me take a whack at it. Okay. Right. <clears throat> yeah, let's all do I it. I want to go, too. So we'll all feel a sense of accomplishment. <laughs> yeah, I will smack it with my uh, uh, staff. Yeah. Okay. No. Oh, do we need to, like... You don't need to roll the hit or anything. You just roll damage. Oh, okay. Yeah, what does my staff do? Oh, that's... Uh, okay. Seven damage. And you smack this thing with your sh- staff. <clears throat> Shattering. Hmm into you don't even know how many pieces and releasing this blue smoke and out of the blue smoke come five small demons uh oh (laughs) oh he did it (laughs) (laughs) alright this wasn't part of the plan well um Certainly, uh, they appear we, out of this blue smoke uh, and uh, parlay. <laughs> don't look like they're very interested in a parlay. I wish we had these elves to help us fight, <laughs> to come alive and fight. <laughs> oh, now, yeah. Uh, and, and was there? And what was the other portal situation in here? Is just the one we came in? There was a. No, there was. Yeah, okay, the, yeah. Well. There's the stairs down, and oh, there's the spell there's, inscribed yes. in the cradle, or the uh, the bronze. Is uh, that still there? It is, as far as you know. This might be a hold hands and read the incantation, see what happens sort of moment. Well, if we could do that before we get eaten or nibbled. How long would it take to read the incantation? Um, a turn. Now, what size are these demons? 
Are these tiny demons are medium demons. They're like half size. <clears throat> so they're they're, yeah, they're small. Um, they're bigger than tiny demons. Tiny tiny demons are one quarter. These are half, like about half human size. Oh, a closer tiny demon. I was thinking the exact same yeah. thing. Was, uh, uh. You beat me to it. I was waiting for a. I should have harmonized. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, everybody huddle up. Let's get out of here. I just have to at least get one smack on this on a demon. Well, they might not I... let us perform ritual magic anyway. You know, they, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, I will take whatever turn I need to to read the magic incantation. And we'll let's all, all right. stand back to back, you know, in that like classic fighter team style. We're all back to back and cameras circling around us like the Avengers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, these uh, small demons. Uh, you might be able to. I'm going to rule that you can't quite. <clears throat> finish the well no I'm, and now I'm debating whether I want to just smack you a few times but you know what fuck it <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> um, yeah so you, Tegan begins reading this incantation um, and um, you are all instantly teleported outside of this tower I knew it. <sighs> but. But it's the year. <laughs> We're in the time of that. 1955. <laughs> roll. <clears throat> roll a d6. I need some plutonium. Three. Two. One. <laughs> nice. So Blast off. That is how many yards away from the tower you were teleported. And then roll 2d6. Seven. Mutations we have. Seven. Uh, Seven as well. Nine. (laughs) Two sevens and a nine. Well, that is how many yards in the air. Oh, damn. You appear outside. 21 feet or something. Survive. So, uh,. Yeah, so it was two sevens and a nine, right? Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> now, wait, is this feet? Meters? Yards. Yards. Yard, okay, yards. Yeah. Which not, I guess is basically horrible. like a meter. <laughs> 20 yeah, feet I mean, up and 30 feet up, roughly. Uh, well, we'll see. Yeah, so for, ah. each, for each 10 feet, basically... Uh, Roll a d6 and take that much damage when you hit the ground. Try to land on my belly. <laughs> <laughs> I got six. I'm sorry for no. For what? How many? I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. You, <clears throat> you got a nine, right? Yeah. So it'll be three d6. Oh, okay. Uh, I took three damage, and I took six. But I want to immediately drink my health potion and restore six. Uh, Eleven. That's not too bad. Oh, knock wind out of me, though. Hey, whoa. And, uh... You see... From your sprawled upon the ground and injured from the fall positions uh, in various places around the tower, that, um... 
the tower itself is sort of flickering like a fluorescent light bulb when you like first turn it on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then, again, like a fluorescent light bulb, stops and has popped fully into existence. And when that happens, the portal that you used to enter initially disappears and just becomes part, you know, the wall, basically. Mm. We have dispelled the magic. Yeah, but uh, there's demons in there. Yeah. There are, but they can't get out now. They're trapped in there forever. And, unfortunately for your future nightclub slash planetarium plans, (laughs) the uh, light inside the glowing orb also becomes extinguished. No! We're going back in. Going back in. (laughs) Hammer and chisel. We're going back in. And let me rest. Unfortunately, there's... There's no way to get back in. Yeah, give well, me a rest. We, I can get. I can get through that stone wall. Do we feel that uh, this magic's been like a curse has been lifted here? Like, like even this is just going to become a permanent part of the landscape, all covered with ivy, and kids a generation from now will tell that it used to be a ghost tower sort of thing. And I mean, it just actually really? accomplished the Inquisitor's mission. I wonder. Yes, you. Um you believe that is indeed the case that destroying that artifact which you shattered um, has broken whatever foul magic was uh, you know responsible for the teleporting and you know the the glowing orb and all of that has just been dispelled it seems but we'll never really know why the whys and wherefores of it yeah, but we got out. I know why. We it's because we p- prospered. No, I mean, I wonder why I was here in the first place. You know what I mean? It was, oh, what his point was and who built it. And, uh, you know, some things just got to remain mysteries, I guess. Uh, it was the else. I blame the else. Well, it's generally, you know, I mean, the law of averages suggests you know it's elves' fault for any given core. I mean, that goes oh, without yes. saying. Goes without saying. Now we just have to put up a warning sign on this tower uh, about the s- demons. Yeah, like uh, warning like, demons trapped within, sort yeah. of. Yes, leave it alone. So th- there was nothing explicitly stating this within the tower or anything like that, but it seems from the evidence likely that what happened here is some ancient time ago some ancient time ago and that's great English um, <laughs> at some point in an ancient time ago <laughs> in a place um, the elves uh, got a hold of this artifact and sealed it away in this tower with powerful magic and then the magic that held it in another dimension eventually began to do you know, over time, deteriorate, and then it began manifesting itself in the real world and causing all these poor people in this town, you know, all sorts of unfortunate uh, 
they well they were touched as they say mm-hmm. by the gods um and that was probably caused by the corruption of the artifact which you just destroyed stupid elves should have just killed the demons to start with stupid weak elves and their weak magic well uh, we're hundred percent agreement high five yeah. Triple yeah. high five. Uh, don't, don't you throw that tentacle up. Don't trick me. <laughs> we'll have, yeah, we'll have like a rocky uh, movie ending with all of us high-fiving in the pasture that slowly turns into a painting. Yeah. You'll yeah, have to totally. jump in the air for a week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> we hover there and the credits roll. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just mention for funsies that the... Uh, had you had someone picked the artifact up and peered into its mystery interior while holding it um yeah they uh the artifact will will offer you a corruption in exchange for uh casting clairvoyance <laughs> allowing you to cl- cast a clairvoyance mm-hmm that's kind of why I wanted to th- throw that uh, cloak over it, or that robe over it. Yeah, but but you had to be holding it for that to happen. So, uh-huh. so but 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 yeah, that, that's good thinking. I mean, you're very very much on the right page. Yeah, good thing that didn't happen to Tegan because he absolutely would have taken that deal. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, well uh, while we're just talking for well, well I can stop talking in character now. But uh, while we're just talking for funsies, uh, what would have happened if we had climbed that ladder in the... Uh, would that have been an obvious thing to do that would have led to a problem? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so if you climb that ladder, you were teleported to a, um, a different chamber, uh, the Guardian's Chamber. Um, and uh, you would have... I mean, you could have escaped, potentially... Um, you couldn't have avoided a fight completely, but uh, you would have had to fight the thing and then had to figure out how to get out of that room either after you killed it or while you were fighting it. Um, and I mean, it's a nasty thing. I mean, I I, I don't remember I, without flipping through the book and looking at it, which I'm thankful I don't have to do. I don't remember exactly how many hit points it has, but it's like 150. No, oh, well, yeah, yeah. That'll be the next yeah. seven episodes fighting that thing. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> well, okay. Now we've avoided. Well, I'm glad that. we went through the uh, wardrobe. Then. Yeah, That's right. Cool. Avoided the TPK. But we're stuck, with, left. We're, we're stuck with the Inquisitor. <laughs> Nothing left well. to do now but go back to the bar and have a drink with the three armed lady. Uh, Except for she got killed by a werewolf. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Have a a drink in remembrance of the three arm. There you go. That's what he meant. Yeah. Yeah. To the three arm lady. To the three arm lady. All the three arm ladies out there like her. Well, her her son's still around, right? Yes. Yeah. So, have a drink with him in remembrance of his three armed mom. So, sounds good. Yeah. Who? uh, You. I mean, it might be a little awkward given that you did uh, bust into his house when he was like trying to tend to the body and like drag it away and burn it. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, a drink, you know, we can settle that over a few drinks. You know, I'm sure that I'm sure he understands the important mission that we were on at the time. So, yeah. 
in time all will be forgiven. I mean, after all, you know, uh, there was some chance of them becoming infected with uh, lycanthropy. So, you know, you did, you did ultimately did the town a favor, even if uh, he's not real happy about what happened to his mom. All right, well, I, I think, uh, I mean, it might be a slightly short after uh, editing and everything, but I think that was a pretty mm-hmm. pretty good uh, episode and uh, a yeah. pretty decent adventure. And uh, I look forward to, uh, you know, picking up some more Demon Lord at some point in the future. But I got a whole bunch of stuff I want to do and the things I got in my mind that I kind of might want to do. And I don't know. We'll see what happens. So but many I'm, games, so little time. But we've come too exactly. far down the we've come too far down the Demon Lord Road, though. You know, to not ultimately go back at some point. And, uh, I, I agree, and I like these characters. A I lot. like my um, character anyway. I'm not so sure about everybody else, but I like me. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I do. There's a good group of characters. Although I do miss Rusty. Yep. Well, yeah. maybe maybe we can we can find ourselves a new Rusty somewhere. You maybe. Know, maybe like, uh, <sighs> A busty, rusty female clockwork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, with that, uh, with images of of a busty, rusty, fresh in my mind, I, I suppose uh, we'll sign off for there. Slaver some green grease on these big old titties. <laughs> <laughs> oh my.